Hi, I'm Simon Matthews. And I'm Darren Morton. This is Leaders in Lifestyle Medicine. The stories behind the story. Welcome to another episode of Leaders in Lifestyle Medicine, the stories behind the stories. I'm Simon Matthews here with my friend and colleague, Darren Morton. And today it's our very, very great pleasure to introduce to you Dr. Jessica Matthews, no relation. Uh, who... I was wondering about that when I saw this name up here. <laughs> no, no relation. Um, Jessica is an assistant professor, director and creator of the Master of Kinesiology and Integrative Wellness Program at Point Loma Nazarene University on the sunny shores of San Diego uh, from where she joins us today. Welcome, Jessica. Well, thank you both so much for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. People can jump onto the show notes afterwards and and uh, and link through to uh, to you and your bio and and read about you in in much more detail. But I'd love to um, begin by asking what what drew you to lifestyle medicine in particular. I appreciate this wonderful question because really to me, I mean, this is the heart of my why in the work that I do. And really for me, you know, my interest in lifestyle medicine, it, it actually started quite early on in my life. And it really stemmed from what I witnessed in my own family, uh, specifically with my mom and with my grandmother, uh, both of which had experienced a, a number of chronic health conditions, things like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, obesity. And what I actually learned very early on before any type of formal studies or academic training in this area, I actually witnessed firsthand the complications of these chronic health conditions, things like heart attacks, amputations, renal failure. And so really for me, you know, it, it really stemmed out of what I believed was honestly a necessity, truthfully, a matter of life and death for the people that I love so immensely to understand what impact could our lifestyle actually have on our health and our healing. So that really was the, the early onset of my journey into lifestyle medicine. I love um, the way you know, straight up you've actually led with I suppose your mission, and um, and you talked about your, your why. I'm, I'm fascinated. So, obviously, you're a young girl at some point where you're looking at this and you're witnessing the the impact of this on the people that you care about. I mean, how old were you when you when you thought, hey, you know what, I need to do something about this. This is the space I want to contribute in. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, it was very early on in my life. I would say I was maybe nine or 10 years old mm. when, you know, I just kind of started to think to myself and, you know, I would, I would compare my own family and relatives to, you know, family and relatives of friends of mine. And, and I really did for a very early age, I thought this was, you know, quite commonplace that in fact, people, you know, living to maybe 50 or 55 years old was quite normal. And so I didn't really know until probably hit about that age, maybe late elementary school, nine or 10, where I started to say, you know, could there be something different? Essentially, you know, I, I kind of witnessed this trajectory that family members, people I love so immensely, this trajectory that they were on where their health was not improving. Now they were going and receiving regular medical care and, you know, they the, the, the framework really, though, just continued on the same kind of status quo. And in fact, it just worsened over time. And so I really wanted to kind of understand what else could be out there. Maybe what did I not even know about? So I would say those early thoughts really started 
quite honestly, quite early in my journey. Mm. And then really by the time I was in high school, that really, my interest really started to stem into, you know, specific lifestyle health behaviors that perhaps could have an impact because then I did start to expand my knowledge. I started to poke around and learn. And that's really where my interest specifically in exercise and physical activity really was, was sparked from. Jessica, I'm, I'm thinking uh, about that time and, and thinking to, to be witnessing that as a child uh, must be very distressing and, and even traumatising. I'm curious to understand, what, what was it that enabled you to, uh, to not slide into distress and despair in relation to that, but rather pivot to the point that you're at now with, with, of a sense of, I can do something about this? I always had this interest in, you know, really what are the ways in which that, you know, as I thought about what do I want to be when I grow up, right? The million dollar <laughs> question. Many of us often are still asking ourselves to this day, but I, <laughs> I really had this, this passion always for, you know, serving others. And, and the field of medicine did always interest me. You know, of course, you know, having wonderful healthcare providers in, in my own journey and seeing them as role models, you know, I thought to myself, you have these wonderfully passionate people who are dedicated to their studies, right? They pour their lives into preparing dutifully to serve others. And so I always had this kind of interest in getting into that field. But then the balance to that I have to share was, you know, the, this real challenge that I had of, you know, here's somebody like my own mother who's going and receiving medical care from those individuals who I know entered the field of medicine because they were passionate about serving individuals. But there was some sort of a disconnect. And so I think maybe the future scientist and researcher in me loved to kind of figure out maybe what could we discover? What was maybe the missing piece in this is you had health, a healthcare system that people are receiving care, but yet the people are receiving care and they're not getting better. And so that, I think, for me, fueled what could be, as you noted, something that was quite distressing, right? To, to see your loved ones in truly just such immense pain and limited in terms of their quality of life and their daily functions. And in fact, many robbed of their life at quite early ages. And so I think for me, you know, what could have been quite distressing and quite overwhelming to navigate to me really became fuel for me. It became fuel for me to understand what was that kind of missing link, if you will, that really could empower people like my mother, like my grandmother, help people like myself to avoid going down that same path that, you know, again, early in my life, I just assumed this was kind of, you know, a normal trajectory to be on. So I'm interested the uh, you in some ways your story parallels my story in that I my original interest was in the area of exercise and so you know what we're hearing is that you you know very motivated and inspired to make an impact on the lives of others have moved into that exercise space how did you transition from that exercise context to this broader thing this home you know I suppose I'm assuming you would call it a home now called lifestyle medicine Absolutely. Well, exercise, you know, to me, again, it seemed like that kind of place that, you know, could be a first step to start. And I had started to be exposed to particularly some of the really compelling information around the impact that exercise could positively have on type 2 diabetes. And like I said, the family connection there really is what initially piqued my interest. And I pursued, you know, academic studies in that area. I was working professionally in the field for many years. 
And ultimately what I learned, not only from observing, again, my own family members, right? The individuals right in my immediate circle, but as I actually started to work with other real life human beings, and I always highlight that phrase of real life human beings, because what I quickly realized is I had all of this immense knowledge in really the body, right? anatomy, physiology. I learned all of the intricacies of exercise program design and assessment, all of which is so immensely valuable. But what I started to learn along my professional journey was, in fact, when you work with people, you work with a whole person, believe it or not, Hmm. mind, body, and spirit. And so what became quite interesting to me was to understand more about really the areas, again, kind of piqued my curiosity, the areas that I didn't know much information about. I had learned about nutrition along the way, kind of hand in hand with exercise. And I had started down a path also of teaching yoga and meditation. And that was part of my own personal practice as well. But I really wanted to take this whole person approach because What I started as I dug into the literature and I deepened my studies and I worked again with real life people, I realized that there was this fascinating interplay that was happening between, you know, the way people think, the way people feel, the way people ultimately behave, what actions do they engage in or do they not engage in, and really also seeing this beautiful, you know, kind of relationship between the various, what I now know as the pillars of lifestyle medicine, seeing how those various health behaviors all interplay with one another as well. So this really became to me quite honestly, this is my life's work. Ultimately. I mean, I've had so many wonderful experiences and pathways in the field, but to me kind of synthesizing all of this information and and what I ultimately became, you know, became known as lifestyle medicine. It was so exciting to find this community of other like-minded professionals who really saw the importance of taking this more kind of holistic approach, if you will, and to looking not just at one facet of lifestyle and specific health behaviors, but really looking at the complete picture. Jessica, I'd love to go back to something I heard you say uh, a few moments ago about being a child and and or, or perhaps a young adult and and asking that question of yourself, what could we discover here? And it strikes me that that's a that has a lovely uh, appreciative focus to it, as opposed to a problem uh, focus. So your your question to yourself was not how can I stop the the pain and the anguish and the distress of, of diabetes or diabetes complications? You, your question to yourself is, what could we uncover here? And I wonder, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about uh, the way in which that type of focus influences your work now. It's very much, and I appreciate you shining a light on, on that comment that I made, because to me, that's so central in the way in which I work with patients and with clients. And I thought about this actually, again, very early on in my journey with my own mother of kind of this view that many professionals honestly had of her when she would go to you know receive care and treatment, which was almost this view as if she was broken. Like there was some type of deficit, right? Something needed to be, quote, fixed. And so I think part of what also is such, you know, at the foundation of really my why is really seeing people in their wholeness, right? Helping individuals actualize their personal potential to not see them as being, you know, broken or being defined by their deficits or by their specific conditions or chronic diseases, but rather first and foremost, seeing them as being beautifully human. 
And so this is something that, I mean, it is at the heart of what I do. And perhaps you, you hear the passion in my voice as I talk about this, because I always felt like that, even with the members of my own family, that it was almost the view of them was they were defined by their diseases. You know, my mother was a type two diabetic before she was my mother, who is a wonderfully complex and beautifully fascinating woman who also happened to have you know, chronic diseases like obesity, type two diabetes, et cetera. So really, you know, that, that person first approach and really, again, seeing people in their wholeness and helping people to see themselves in that light too, because so often that isn't the view, not only do other people have oftentimes in the field of medicine, but often this is the view people have of themselves as well. Yeah. You know, one, I'd like to return, and that, that's a beautiful sentiment. I'd like to return to a comment you made um, a little while back where you, you said that about this is your life work, this is your community, if you like. And I was interested when you said that, um, that you sort of like found your home. Um, Simon and I were looking at each other and I saw Simon's face light up and smile and, and mine did the same because we've all had the same experience. We, we go to, you know, but when we're first introduced to lifestyle medicine, we, we, we go to perhaps a conference and we find this community and we just think, oh, there are other people out there like me that, you know, that are, that are passionate about this stuff. I'm interested, who, who have been your big influences in the lifestyle medicine space? Oh, there's, there's so many. I feel like, honestly, this, this might sound like a cliche answer, but I feel like, honestly, everyone I have encountered by being in the field of lifestyle medicine uh, have been truly inspiring to me in some way on my journey. Uh, one name that comes to mind is Dr. Beth Frades, uh, who I've formed a wonderful friendship with. And she really has been such an inspiration in, you know, seeing the work that she's been able to do, you know, in academia, her work at Harvard specifically, her passion for health and wellness coaching, which is an integral part of the work that I do professionally as well. And just really seeing, you know, her as really being a thought leader in this space. She's just one individual that comes to mind, but quite honestly, it's once I discovered that community, as it sounds like, you know, both of you had this sort of aha moment, like, where have all these people been all of my life? Like, this is exactly the group I'm meant to be a part of. But each individual relationship I've formed, and as I learn about the work and really learn about the story behind the work, which I know is the emphasis of this particular podcast, is to get to the heart of why we do what we do. And so I would share, honestly, there's there's too many names to, to note of who have been influences um, in this space. But it's just been exciting for me to discover that there is this group, if you will, there is this community that exists and it's all over the country here in the United States and it's all over the world excitingly. And so that to me just, it gives me a lot of hope that in and itself is inspiring, quite honestly, it gives me a lot of hope and a lot of uh, renewed commitment to continue to pour into the work that I've been doing. What what else? I've, I've, you've spoken a, a little bit, Jessica, about uh, about the importance of hope in your life and and how you maintain that. And clearly, being part of the lifestyle medicine community is part of that. What else keeps you hopeful for the future? Hopeful that we are in fact going to get on top of uh, chronic and lifestyle related disease. That we are in fact going to make dents in some of the biggest health challenges of our times. 
I think one of the greatest things that gives me hope, and this is, you know, such a blessing in my life that I have the opportunity to actually educate and mentor students, particularly for me, graduate students, many of whom are either currently in various health professions, they're registered nurses, registered dietitians, maybe they're aspiring healthcare professionals, they're future MDs, you know, future physicians assistants. And so part of what gives me such immense hope is that every year in the master's program that I teach in and direct, I have this wonderful community that comes together of currently practicing professionals who this is what they believe in so strongly as well. So it's sort of like, you know, a, a look into the future, if you will, for me, each and every day that I teach my classes to know that there are wonderfully passionate professionals who are in the respective professions they're in because they are so deeply and genuinely committed to seeing other people truly live well and to thrive in their lives. And so honestly, that gives me so much hope each and every day. My students might not know just how much uh, impact they have on me. They think I do all the, the impacting on them, right, through mentorship, but they impact me tremendously because I do believe that they are an integral part of the, the, the large change that we do need to have. And I believe with getting the right people together and equipping them with the right information, right? Good evidence-based information. And that again, ties in with the broader lifestyle medicine community, but they give me immense hope because they do see they're out in the field, right? They're, they're kind of boots on the ground, if you will. And they see the need for this type of really, you know, it's a paradigm shift. It's a whole new perspective and really setting the stage for what I believe can be a transformed system of healthcare. You think about lifestyle medicine and the, the cause of lifestyle medicine. Uh, what evidence do you see that it's winning, that it's actually, it's going to get there? I think the things that really, to me, indicate that, you know, we're, we're on a good positive path is the fact that individuals, you know, the general public. So I use, you know, examples of someone like my own mother, who very thankfully, she is still here today. She is, you know, thriving in her life amidst many, you know, challenges that she's faced, some of which we've spoken of, many we haven't touched on yet. But the fact that individuals like my mom, I always use her as sort of my, my case study, if you will, of sort of, you know, the general public, that individuals like my mom, as they start to gain some insights, right, as they have influences in their life that expose them to what is possible for them, right? So they start to be more informed about what care opportunities do exist. What can that look like? What are things they can take ownership of in their own lives? And seeing patients, because I see this in my own clinical work as well, patients who want to explore these pathways, right? So it's it's not so much we're, we're trying to drag people along. I'm actually seeing patients that, particularly being in an, in an integrative medicine setting, that individuals are actually actively seeking an understanding of what are those kinds of changes that they can make in their lives that actually will positively impact their health and well-being and ensure they can live the quality of life that they want to be living. So I think to me, that's a bit of the, the evidence or the proof, if you will, is that you do have individuals out in the world who are actually coming and seeking medical care and saying, you know, I, I've started to hear maybe a little bit about the role of exercise or sleep or managing my stress and how that can be a part of my care in terms of improving my overall health and well-being. I love hearing you speak, Jessica, about it because the whole way you speak is oriented to the present and the future. 
Uh, and and that really speaks to me because the, the past is the past. It's immutable. It's unchangeable. Uh, but the present uh, we're in and the future is most definitely uh, most definitely changeable. So I, I, I really value that um, particular perspective. What's your boldest goal in lifestyle medicine? Oh, this is a good question. I feel like I tend to set many bold goals for myself. So <laughs> I like to them. think there's there's a limitless list of what that could look like, Simon. But uh, I think one of the things, you know, particularly that I'm quite passionate about because I see this being, quite frankly, such a cornerstone of lifestyle medicine, really thinking again, it through a multifaceted lens, I really see the value and the immense impact because again, I see it lived in practice day in and day out that health and wellness coaching has. And so one of kind of, I guess, my my big, bold goal, if you will, is to really see health and wellness coaches be integrated into, you know, healthcare broadly and really be, you know, vital members of the lifestyle medicine team. And of course, we know this is essential, really understanding and best empowering and supporting people of how do they not only enact, but ultimately for the long term sustain the kind of lifestyle behavior changes that we know have that kind of positive impact on their health and well-being in terms of preventing, managing, and even reversing or putting into remission some of these various chronic diseases. So to me, I think that's really my my big, bold goal that I have. And it's exciting to see, you know, already the momentum that's starting to take shape around the integration of health and wellness coaches within clinical settings. For those who aren't uh, familiar with health and wellness coaching, uh, or maybe just know know a little bit, if, if, if you were to describe what a health and wellness coach can bring to a, a health interaction or a health encounter that adds value, what would, what would that be? How would you describe that? I really love to think about a health and wellness coach truly as a partner in the journey towards optimal health and well-being. So really thinking about this type of professional being able to come alongside individuals. So we know we we can go places individually, but you know when we go together we we can really cover some ground. And so I always like to think about this true partnership that's formed between, you know, individuals and health coaches whether they're patients or clients, but seeing this valuable partnership in terms of navigating the health behavior change journey. Because again, just to kind of reflect back on, you know, my own story and how I've arrived to where I am now, you know, thinking back to there were many times over the years, quite honestly, that my mom was given information, right? You should exercise more. You should lose weight you should eat better. And they were usually like, honestly, those exact words. They were something usually relatively vague, uh, where if you didn't have a, a formal academic training in those areas, you, you would probably leave from that appointment sort of like, okay, but what do I actually do? Like, how do I put, you know, rubber meets the road? How do I put it into action? And so I think really one of the greatest values that a health and wellness coach brings is really, again, in that partnership empowering individuals and supporting them as they really break down these what can seem like very overwhelming or or very ambiguous types of health behaviors, right? Like exercise, what can that look like in their lives? And really helping to create, you know, a tailored plan and approach to not only, again, enacting those behaviors, but sustaining them, which means also doing things like problem solving along the way, right? Navigating challenges and unexpected twists and turns in life that life will inevitably throw our way. 
So I think those are some of the things I see as being the greatest value that health coaches can bring in terms of, you know, really being an integral part of patient care. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, health coaches will play an integral part in championing cause of lifestyle medicine. Hey, Jessica, I love your energy and your enthusiasm and your passion that comes across very clearly and, and is, is highly contagious. So I, I love that. So let's just flash forward um, as, we, as we wrap this up to 20 years, 20 years down the track. What would it look like for you to be able to say, hey, you know what, I ran a good race here? I think to me, what would, where I could maybe at some point hang up my hat, though, I don't know what, how that would exactly would feel, because as you could tell, I'm quite passionate about this work. But I think at a point where I would really feel like, you know, we've really arrived at a point where people are in this position where they're empowered to take ownership over their health right? Where they recognize that they're not a victim of their circumstances, but that they can actually play an integral role in leading their health and their well-being. So versus being kind of a passive recipient to, to sort of whatever happens along the way, actualizing that even in the face of challenges, how can I utilize you know, my strengths, my skills, my resourcefulness to adapt, overcome, and to truly thrive? And so I think to me, you know, what that would look like, some of the aspects of that would be, you know, individuals actually coming and receiving care where the care really is rooted in lifestyle medicine. This is the foundation of healthcare. So it's not just something that's a, a part of it. It's the foundation for the care that individuals would receive. And the recognition that it's not only the preventative aspect, because throughout my my professional journey, I've noticed there's a lot of discussion on preventing, you know, chronic diseases and how various lifestyle behaviors play a vital role in that, which of course is important and powerful, but it doesn't paint the complete picture. So I think where I would start to feel like, wow, you know, I could really hang up my hat and, and really be quite excited about where we are would be to see that as part of the care people receive as just the standard course of care is to recognize the value and the role that various lifestyle behaviors play in actually the treatment, right? Because this is what lifestyle medicine is really all about, the treatment of various chronic diseases, conditions, disorders, et cetera, and also really supporting individuals and actualizing, you can even reverse or put some of these various chronic diseases into remission through your own actions and to have people feel empowered by the ability to do so and to be set up with the right tools and information and guidance and support to do that. And that, again, comes back to that kind of partnership with coaches that we were just talking about. What a lovely vision for the for the standard of care, Jessica. I, I really appreciate your 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 passion, your energy, your your forward focus, the way that you see uh, not not just functioning but vitality as uh, central to all of this. And you know, the thing that I'm taking away from this uh, is something I heard you say a few minutes ago, and it, and it's it's only it's only struck me in the last minute, and that is that. Vitality and thriving and flourishing doesn't require perfect health. You talked about your mum um, with all the with all the challenges that she's had, still being someone who thrives and flourishes in her own life. I think uh, the more I reflect on that, the more uh, I will come to appreciate what an important message that is. That everyone, regardless of their their health at a particular point in time, does have the capacity to thrive and flourish. 
and it's, I think that's a, a, a great message to, uh, to spread through, uh, through our work in lifestyle medicine. Dr. Jessica Matthews, thank you so much for, uh, for joining us. It's been a great pleasure. I feel, uh, I feel uh, quite uplifted now and uh, we do appreciate your time. Uh, for those of you who uh, want to learn more about Jessica, jump onto the show notes afterwards. Uh, you'll be able to uh, link through to, uh, to the work that Jessica does. Uh, and in particular, we didn't get to talk about this today, but in particular, her uh, recent appointment uh, to uh, directorship with the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. Uh, and you'll be able to uh, to learn a lot more about Jessica uh, and her passions and her drives and her influence in lifestyle medicine. Simon Matthews with you, Darren Morton as well. That's it for Leaders in Lifestyle Medicine today. And we'll look forward to uh, bringing you another guest next week. You've been listening to Leaders in Lifestyle Medicine, the stories behind the stories. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to you joining us for the next episode. This episode was produced by me, Simon Matthews, Darren Morton and engineered by Connor Bowers. Audio production by Podstream. The podcast is supported by the Lifestyle Medicine and Health Research Centre at Avondale University College. Avondale researchers, here for good. Good.